Well, I think that both of you have done a really good job going back and forth, and so I'd like to evolve this topic one more time and get more specifically into what patient characteristics should be considered when determining the appropriateness of adjuvant, neoadjuvant therapy for localized sarcoma. And I think this time we should begin with Robin. Thanks, Brian. So I think in many ways this almost reiterates the previous discussion. I think one of the things I really like about the histology-tailored trial is that the inclusion-exclusion criteria were very um, strict in terms of the, particularly the tumor grade, tumor size, location, and uh, histological subtypes included in the trial. So I think it's very important that we recognize that there are tumors that are very high risk for the development of recurrent disease. And I think in this population, it's very important to have this discussion regarding the pros and cons of neoadjuvant adjuvant chemotherapy. As John mentioned earlier on, some patients decide that they don't want to have chemotherapy because the uh, supporting evidence is not to the standard that they would like. Plus, there is the um, small but very important risk of long-term complications such as secondary leukemias, cardiac and renal toxicity. I think as well, um, as John mentioned, ifosmide is a toxic drug. It's a very effective drug, a very important drug, but it clearly is a drug that we need to be thoughtful and careful administering to individual people. And clearly, we need to take into consideration performance status, comorbidities, age, concurrent medication when uh, weighing up the um, pros and cons of neoadjuvant or adjuvant chemotherapy. So I think we need to be conscious of all of these things when discussing the role of neoadjuvant adjuvant chemotherapy. Yeah, Robin, great points, and I fully agree. And Brian, the considerations of the patient are ultimately the most important factor in our discussion today. And so we do see patients that uh, have these high-grade, high-risk sarcomas, and we have to help them, and uh, we have to participate in the discussions. We have to provide our recommendations in the context of the best data available. Um, But at the end of the day, the patient may decide they want to proceed with the beneficial chemotherapy or they want to take the risk of no chemotherapy. And uh, they have to also make decisions about potential side effects. And um, I'd be interested to hear how you two approach it. But when I do make a decision about neoadjuvant or adjuvant chemotherapy, We also discussed that the patient ultimately has the decision to stop at any time. If I'm recommending six cycles of doxorubicin plus ifosfamide as the plan, then um, they may take one cycle and say, hey, this is just not for me. And that's perfectly reasonable. And I, I encourage them to make that decision if they want to, and I will support them, their decision either way. And so it's, uh, you know, it ultimately comes down to the patient and important factors of the patient. Um, Robin mentioned pretty much all of those that we take into consideration when we're assessing the ability of a patient to tolerate a given chemotherapy. Um, there's one thing I'd, all, I'd like to, to mention also, 
uh, in the neoadjuvant adjuvant and using some of the novel therapies in the adjuvant setting, such as uh, trabectidine, uh, aribulin, even pazopanib. Um, and I think we could also make the case that oloratumab should be studied in the adjuvant setting. It's recently improved anti-PDGF receptor antibody that when added to doxorubicin in the metastatic setting provides a um, nearly one year addition of survival. And if the phase three study supports that observation, then um, that's a very active drug that one would be compelled to study in the context of the clinical trial, um, potentially an anthracycline or an anthracycline plus ifosfamide in combination with oloratumab in the adjuvant or neoadjuvant setting in order to take advantage of that one-year survival activity. And so I think we need to do some of these novel agents. We need to mix them into histology-specific therapy. I wonder whether or not longer durations of therapy are needed in the appropriate patients. I wonder, at the end of the day, whether survival is also the best endpoint. Are there any surrogate endpoints for neoadjuvant or adjuvant therapy or biomarkers that might, day, might one day replace survival? Survival just takes a long time to get to that endpoint, and patients need um, more better therapies today. One of the um, interesting things regarding the uh, histology Taylor trial is that the set of standard um, that they used was uh, three cycles of uh, epiribacin and ifosamide. And the Italians had previously done a trial in high-risk patients or patients with high-risk tumors of three versus five cycles of um, anthracycline plus ifosamide, suggesting um, you know that they were... Uh, equal in terms of uh, efficacy, but uh, clearly the three cycles was easier to tolerate. So I think John's absolutely spot on that we need to do more trials in the um, neoadjuvant setting um, and more sort of thoughtful trials in a way of specific histological subtypes. And as I say, with the incorporation of putative molecular and functional imaging um, markers of, of, of benefits. So I think it's a very interesting time in terms of drug development for um, sarcomas, and there are lots of potential trials that we could perform in the localized disease setting. I'd like to thank both of you, and I'd like to give you both an opportunity for a one-minute summary and concluding statement based on everything you've said over the last hour. Would we like to start with John? So we discussed a lot of data today. Uh, as with any clinical trial, there are going to be criticisms and critiques. There are going to be highlights, and there are going to be um, questions about the trial design. Uh, but at the end of the day, we really have about four or five large randomized clinical trials, sarcoma, meta-analysis, or combined analysis, it's really what we have, and we have to um, review that data, interpret it the best that we can, and come away with the conclusions that 
uh, we believe are we can apply to optimize the therapy and survival of our patients who have these high-grade large sarcomas. That's the goal at the end of the day, and I think we all, Brian, Van Tyne, Robin Jones, myself, all have exactly the same goals, and um, we may interpret the data a little differently in um, my approach and, and the patients that I see at Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center are interested in chemotherapy. They come here often because they are looking for chemotherapy. And the, although the data are not pristine, the interpretation of the data um, can be in the, uh, in the favor of adjuvant or neoadjuvant chemotherapy. And as I said earlier, we perform neoadjuvant chemotherapy whenever we can and prefer that just like uh, Robin over adjuvant chemotherapy. Um, another point I would like to make is that um, patients should always be considered for clinical trials. It's the only way we're going to advance the field, the only way we're going to get better data is to continue our clinical research such that we can one day get closer towards a cure. I'd like to end by thanking you for listening, thanking you for taking time out of your busy day, and I'd be delighted if you uh, have a question, you can email me at jtrent at med.miami.edu or you can follow me on Twitter at jtrentmdphd. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you, Brian, for inviting me to participate. And Dr. Jones? Uh, so again, I'd like to say uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I've really enjoyed this session. I'll be uh, concise in terms of my summing up. I think currently there are no conclusive data from uh, randomized trials to suggest that um, adjuvant chemotherapy is uh, beneficial. Um, as we've discussed, there are potential uh, long-term toxicities from uh, anthracyclines and alkylating agents, um, although the risk of these is small. Having said that, I think the uh, recent um, histology-tailored chemotherapy trial performed by the Italian, French, and Spanish sarcoma groups is very uh, interesting. I commend those investigators for performing this trial in a really well-defined group of patients with high-risk disease, i.e. large extremity and trunk uh, soft tissue sarcomas of high grade and uh, deep anatomic uh, location. And I think that this is really good and it shows that we can um, perform large uh, clinical trials in the new adjuvant setting and I, as John mentioned the future should be clinical trial participation and we should look at better ways of identifying patients who benefit from uh, neoadjuvant to adjuvant chemotherapy and try to identify better systemic therapies in order to 
uh, eliminate the development of metastatic disease. So to sort of reiterate that point, it's really important that um, uh, everybody, all, all sarcoma patients are offered the chance to participate in a clinical trial. So with that, I'll say uh, thank you. And similarly, if you want to contact me, my email is robin.jones4 at nhs.net. And thanks again for the opportunity to take part. And I'd like to thank both of you. It's neat to bring together world leaders to have a discussion about the treatment of sarcoma. And just as I we as I've been listening, you know, I think it becomes fairly obvious why the guidelines say the patients uh, should be managed, but not necessarily treated by people with extensive experience in this. And so, with that, I would like to conclude. And since you both threw out your emails, I feel obligated to do the same. <laughs> so mine is B Vantine V A N T I N E at W U S T L dot E D U. And so, I'm happy also to hear from any of you. And so, with that, we will conclude. And I thank everybody for their time.